This episode is brought to you by my template shop on Etsy. That's right. I heard your feedback a couple months back and opened up a template store for all you Etsy lovers, and I have been blown away by the feedback so far. While all of my templates and bundles listed are already included inside my Playmaker Society monthly membership, now you have the option of purchasing these resources a la carte as you need them, which is perfect if you're not quite ready to jump in and join our Playmaker community quite yet. These templates and trainings start at just $7, are professionally developed and proven to work, and can save you hundreds of hours and dollars because, like you've probably heard a million times, there is no need to reinvent the wheel, especially when I have already created highly effective operations documents and templates and optimized them over the years to be exactly what you need in your business, exactly when you need them. Head to the show notes to browse my a la carte templates on Etsy starting at just $7 right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Monday. So on today's podcast, I wanted to do something a little bit different because I think it's important to sprinkle in these episodes with the super practical episodes about, you know, marketing tips and operating advice because there is so much more that we deal with every single day as business owners than just those practical things going on, right? So I wanted to let you guys in on something that I've been dealing with personally and also how I've been getting through it since I know if I'm feeling this way, you may be feeling it too. So for me, it seems like every spring around this time, I face serious business burnout and I get really overwhelmed, honestly. And I think it's because we've been stuck inside all winter and I want to get outside and let my kids run free and have fun. And this often causes me to get off schedule and fall behind on tasks, which sets off this entire cycle of self-doubt, self-sabotage, falling behind, losing sleep over those unfinished tasks, all of that. And I remember back when I owned my play space, this time of year was always really difficult as well because it was our slow party season, our slow open play season, and our staff was learning new things, right? We were hosting summer camps. We were doing mobile events. And it just felt like this huge shift that was really overwhelming. And it can be so stressful, especially when it's in the slow season of your business. And again, That can lead to self-doubt. It can lead to imposter syndrome. And I have an entire YouTube video that I'll link about dealing with imposter syndrome and how I deal with that on a day-to-day basis because it's one of those things that constantly creeps up for me. And I constantly have to remind myself that I'm doing good in the world. I'm making people's lives easier. I'm helping people live out their dreams. Because when you set off that cycle, again, of self-doubt, of burnout, 
it can be really difficult to pull out of it. And I think a couple things the last few weeks just really contributed to my cycle of burnout starting. So just to, again, let you guys in behind the scenes a little, I dealt with two customer disputes on Stripe. And this almost never happens to me. I'm super lucky. I only have to deal with a couple disputes every single year. So in this case, it just hurt a little more for whatever reason. I know it's just a part of doing business, but again, these ones just burned a little hotter, I guess, because what happened was these two customers, and I don't think they know each other. I think they just happened to you know, do the same thing at the same time. They purchased the course. They downloaded every single resource. They watched every single video. Um, you know, they really dove into everything. They even went as far as to add themselves into the Playmaker Society group because right now when you purchase Play Cafe Academy, you get a free month of Playmaker Society for free. And these people entered my course through a payment plan. So it's a three split pay. So you pay, I think it's like $257 and then you pay that same amount the next few months. So again, these people really took advantage of every single resource that I've created and put out there. And then not only did they not follow up on their second two payments, they disputed the first with their banks and said that it was an unrecognized charge. They had never heard of me before. They're not interested in play cafes. Meanwhile, their personal profiles that are attached to their emails are in my Facebook group. And it just... Again, it really burned me because I never mind offering a refund if somebody is unhappy or if I didn't meet their expectations, but this was just not the case in that scenario. And again, these people were making posts. And so, you know, I ended up, you know, I actually won the disputes because what a lot of people don't realize is that especially when you use an online course platform, you know, I can see all of the activity that you're taking in taking part and I can see the videos you're watching. I can see, you know, the IP address you are watching from, you know, especially when you join my group with your personal profile, you know, that's a lot of evidence. So I ended up winning the disputes. It was more just so dealing with all of the back and forth emails and they were super angry that they had lost the disputes and, you know, they threatened to, you know, file claims against the Better Business Bureau and, or with me, against me in the Better Business Bureau. And again, it just really sucked all of the joy and all of my energy out of the last couple weeks. And again, I know that these are so far and few between, but these negative experience with customers can often drain so much, again, of those energy reserves that my positive experiences have built up. And I also got like one negative review on Etsy and it wasn't even negative. It was three out of five stars, but you guys know one of my biggest triggers in setting off a really depressive episode or a season of burnout is negative feedback, negative experiences, negative reviews. And again, this person was not dissatisfied. It was three out of five stars, but it just sent me into, again, this self-doubt cycle. And I ended up spending two entire days making some improvements on the item that she reviewed, even though, again, it wasn't even a negative review. So I just want to let you guys know that I deal with all of this stuff too. Even when you're years and years into your business journey, 
I can still wake up and feel like, you know, who am I to be doing this? You know, am I the right person? Can somebody do this better? You know, what if somebody starts doing the same thing as me and all of a sudden in one fell swoop, my business is completely gone overnight. And I know that those thoughts aren't even true, right? It's my brain tricking me into thinking that, you know, that's even possible, um, you know, that somebody can come in and take all your business all your business or all your customers, right? Everybody serves in their own way. Everybody is unique. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that, again, years and years into it, both in my brick and mortar play space and in my online business, I still deal with all of that stuff. So I wanted to talk about a few things that I've learned regarding how to break this cycle and get out of a rut if I'm just feeling down or stuck or, again, burnt out because I'm actually a lot better at dealing with this now than I was just a few years ago. So I don't know if you guys have been around that long, but back in 2021, I had a similar thing happen literally the same week of the year. And I ended up getting so burned out that I ended up just taking four months straight off of my business. And I still, you know, fulfilled all my obligations. I still, you know, over-delivered for my clients and I still showed up for all of the Playmaker Society coaching calls, but I wasn't creating anything new. I wasn't seeking any new business. I wasn't doing YouTube videos or podcasts or webinars. I was just so burnt out and again, stuck in that cycle of self-doubt and I just couldn't pull myself out of it. So Thanks to years of therapy and work, here are five quick things that I have learned to do, again, if I'm feeling overwhelmed in my business, especially if it's as a result of some negative customer interactions or dealing with competition or whatever the case may be. And full disclosure, I'm in no way a mental health professional or seeking to give you mental health advice here. So if you truly feel like something is wrong, that goes deeper than burnout, please seek medical advice. It's okay to ask for help. I started going to therapy back in 2021, and I can't tell you the difference that it's made both personally and professionally for me. So please, if you're feeling similarly, ask for help. It's okay. This is not a sponsored episode by you know therapy or anything like that. It's just You know, sometimes we need to be reminded that as business owners who are often seen as leaders in our families and our communities, it's okay to not feel strong or feel like that leader 100% of the time. So here are a few practical things that have really helped me, again, pull myself out of this rut of self-doubt or imposter syndrome. Now, number one is to tap into my love notes folder. So back in episode five, I talked much more in depth about this strategy, but essentially every single time I get a positive review or somebody in my group says something really positive, or I get a positive, you know, email saying, Hey, you know, your business plan template helped me win, you know, a $10,000 grant, or I'm finally living the business of my dreams or something like that. Or even if I just get a text from one of the people I've grown super close with in over the last couple of years of my business, I take a little screenshot and I add it to a Google Drive folder called Love Notes. And anytime I have a negative customer interaction or I get a negative review, 
and I'm feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome start to creep in, I tap into my love notes folder and I look through the screenshots and I look through those negative reviews and I remind myself that my business matters. I am doing good in the world. I am the right person to be doing this. And I am making a positive impact in so many people's lives. So if this is something that sounds like you could benefit from, go back and listen to episode five. All right. The second one is I love to go in person and support another local business. So it doesn't have to be an indoor playground. It can be a local coffee shop. It can be a local boutique or something like that. But I just love visiting local businesses and maybe even setting up a little coffee chat with the owner or booking a consulting session with them and just seeing what's working and what's not working in their business and just kind of refreshing my memory about the positive impact that local business can have on all of our communities. So I just love putting that energy out into the world. And then number three, I also love visiting other play spaces. So oftentimes if I'm feeling super uninspired, I'll pack up my kids and I'll drive, you know, one, two, three, even four hours sometimes and visit a local play place that we haven't been to before. And this was definitely much more helpful and much more common when I actually owned my brick and order play space. Now I do it to get YouTube content and again, to get fresh perspective on what's working and what's not working. So in that case, I will book time with an owner and I'll compensate them for their time. Or, you know, obviously I'll link and give them credit for all of their ideas and inspiration, but I love visiting local play spaces. And I was just recently talking about this with Christine, the owner of Sweet Peas Play Cafe in Kokomo, Indiana. We met up recently at a play cafe in Ohio that we've both been admiring for quite some time. And it's just always so refreshing to see somebody else's dream who's very similar to your own manifested in a completely different way. It again, offers you that new perspective and gives you new ideas. You can walk around and see how kids are interacting with the space and maybe what they have on their events board. You can see their new menu items and taste things and try things. And again, hopefully set up some time with the owner to just talk about somebody or talk about things with somebody who's going through the exact same things as you at the exact same time as you. So This is one of the things, and this is what Christine and I were talking about. This is one of those things that really brightens up my energy and makes me excited to try something new in my business and schedule a new event or try a new revenue stream or invest in a new piece of play equipment. So visiting a new local play space and talking with another owner is definitely one of the most significant ways to, again, find renewed energy in my business. And then number four, and this kind of piggybacks off of numbers two and three, but I like to put positive energy into the world. And again, it's not necessarily physically visiting a local business because I know as a busy parent, especially at the end of the year, when there's so many different school obligations and play dates and sports games and things like that, you know, our time can be running pretty low, especially if we're feeling overwhelmed. So some really easy and simple ways that I like to put positive energy into the world in this way is leaving positive reviews for local businesses or 
sending positive vibes on Instagram posts or things like that. I like to do nice things for other business owners. And, you know, again, these aren't inauthentic reviews. I just kind of like to go back and say, oh, you know what? We visited a restaurant last weekend and it was really good. Or, you know, I bought something on Etsy recently, like literally the other day I bought something for Etsy on Father's Day or for Father's Day and it arrived and I forgot to leave a review. So I kind of go back through my own positive experiences, especially with local businesses lately, and I leave reviews and I say nice things. If I'm really enjoying a podcast lately, I'll leave a positive review and you know, recently we hired somebody on care.com and we had a great experience and now she's been a really reliable, consistent sitter for us. And I went back and left a positive review. I've asked people if they need a referral for their next position or their next job, if they recently left to work full-time or to pursue uh, pursue again, full-time employment or something like that. So I love those simple ways to, again, put positive energy into the world. And you guys know I'm not big into like woo or anything like that, but I have absolutely seen this positive energy that I'm putting into the world come back to me tenfold. And that's not why you should be doing it, right? You shouldn't be doing this stuff to get something in return. It just makes me feel really good, especially when I see these business owners commenting back and showing appreciation. And it just restores my faith in small business and small business owners. So that's one of my favorite things to do to really lift my spirits. And then number five is I like to learn something new. So maybe it's watching a YouTube video about a new balloon tutorial, or maybe it's investing in a new course or a mentor or watching a free class, or it could be something totally unrelated to business. Like for example, in 2021, when I was really facing burnout with my business, I learned how to do needlepoint. I started reading again. I started taking up hobbies and even though this wasn't directly related to business, it restored my creative energy and it just made me excited to, you know, wake up in the morning again and create something new. And it just really helped me again, tap into that creativity that was lacking for so many months at that time. And then a couple bonus things that I wanted to talk about, and I have an, a podcast episode all about boundaries. And let me look it up. It is episode number 50. And it's six boundaries that you should be setting as a business owner. And I absolutely think that if you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet, go back immediately following this episode and listen to episode 50. I'm going to link it in the show notes to make it extra easy for you guys. But I've noticed that again, when I'm entering a cycle of burnout or overwhelm, my boundaries are usually not super strong. So I'm allowing people to, you know, send me personal messages on Facebook. I'm feeling like I need to respond to every single inquiry to let someone pick my brain or something like that. I'm really feeling it from family and friends that I should be discounting or I'm letting their negative opinions creep in, even though they have no business experience or, you know, they've never owned a brick and mortar space or they've never created an online course, right? I'm letting their opinions and their negative talk seep into my brain and create all of this negative energy. So 
go back and listen to that episode and consider this your permission to set up those boundaries in your business, right? You don't have to respond to every single message you get, especially if it's something that, you know, is asking you to discount your services or asking for somebody to pick your brain or if it's saying, you know, I know it says you don't offer this on your website, but can you make an exception? Or maybe it's, you know, people tagging you in posts in your local mom's group that are kind of negative, or people are tagging you in your competition's posts, or people are reaching out to speak negatively about competitors to you, or your customers are friend requesting you on Facebook, and they're kind of breaching that boundary between customer and business owner. Consider this your permission to set those firm boundaries that I talk about in episode 50. Because again, I found that when I let those boundaries get a little bit looser and get a little bit softer, that's a huge kind of precursor to my burnout cycle. So go back and listen to episode 50 if that's something that you struggle with as well. And I also wanted to talk a little bit at the end of this episode about how I've kind of learned to identify my personal triggers. And again, this is not mental health advice. This is something that I learned in therapy. So again, if this is something you struggle with, I highly recommend seeking the help of a licensed mental health professional. So I have a couple mental health diagnoses, and I'm also a type 3 on the Enneagram. And that manifests in my business in a couple different ways. So again, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I find myself constantly having to remind myself that my entire self-worth isn't tied up in my work, right? My value as a person is not directly tied to sales. Yes, when I'm having a good business month, I'm feeling really good. I'm contributing to my family's goals, but I am so much more than that as a person. And I constantly have to remind myself about that. Again, just spending time with my kids and unplugging and reminding myself about what's important and engaging in self-care and really looking back and seeing how far I've come as a business owner. I mean, just looking back at like 2019 when I was in the middle of selling my business and I was struggling with the second location and I didn't know what my next steps were going to be as a business owner. I really felt, you know, like I couldn't see the path ahead. And if I can tell 2019, you know, my 2019 self, what I'm doing right now and how many lives I'm helping and how many businesses I'm impacting, I would have never believed it. And I would have absolutely burst with pride. So if that's something that you're struggling with, you know, celebrating milestones, recognizing your accomplishments, just look back at yourself a couple years ago. Maybe you were still in the planning or daydreaming phase, and maybe you had no idea if your dream was ever going to become a reality. Just look at how far you've come in your business and just think about being able to sit down and have a cup of coffee and a conversation with yourself, you know, last year at this time or two, three, four years ago and tell yourself everything that you've accomplished and just imagine the light on the face or, you know, the light up expression of yourself a couple years ago. If they could just see how much you're killing it, how much you're crushing it today, how proud your family and your kids are of you, 
the memories that you're making, the positive impact you're having on your community, that's always a really, you know, a little extra way for me to find renewed energy. But I constantly have to do that. Even, you know, multiple years into my business, I have to remind myself to celebrate accomplishments, celebrate my milestones, take back and look back at how far I've come or take time and look back at how far I've come. So for me, I've learned to recognize when I'm starting a super manic episode or a super depressive episode. And I just want to talk through, again, my personal experience that I've learned in therapy. And for me, I know that I am starting off a super manic cycle and I'm headed for trouble if I'm overcommitting with my tasks. You know, I'm booking myself on every podcast. I'm signing up to do all of these activities. I'm, you know, really overcommitting and really stretching myself thin in my business. And I just know that, you know, that high is going to end eventually. And I'm going to find myself wanting to cancel and I'm not going to want to, you know, show up for all of these things. So as soon as I start over committing myself to things, I know, uh oh, you know, I got to put the brakes on it. I have to, you know, maybe take a step back, go to therapy, share this with my therapist, figure out if I am over committing or if these are all opportunities that I should actually be saying yes to, or if I'm just feeling scared about facing competition, you know, what is the source behind this feeling like I should be overcommitting or stretching myself too thin? There's usually a reason behind it. You know, maybe it's negative reviews. Maybe it was a lower than normal sales month, but finding that source to this kind of helps me pump the brakes and put myself in check before I find myself needing to cancel or let people down or, you know, find myself not being able to honor all of my commitments. And also this often shows up in my business as just creating things and, you know, overreacting sometimes to feedback without validating it, right? Like for example, when I got that three-star Etsy review and I immediately reworked my entire offer and I put a sale on it and, you know, I completely re-recorded it and redid it and I added to it, you know, that was a three-star review and they still said that it was great, you know? Maybe it was great that I did that and it did feel really good, but was that, you know, the best reaction? Was I maybe overreacting? Could I have spent those two two days doing something more impactful in my business? Because, you know, that caused me to fall behind on my podcast. It caused me to fall behind on my YouTube channel. So, you know, was that really the right move? So again, identifying these, you know, I don't, really even necessarily want to call them triggers because in this case, the review was really the trigger, but recognizing myself when I'm overreacting or when I'm overcommitting and kind of nipping it in the bud before it gets, you know, to be too much is really, really important for me and my business. Now on the flip side, I can tell when I'm entering, you know, a depressive episode or a cycle of burnout, if I'm self-sabotaging, right? If I am canceling things, if I'm not being as health conscious, if I'm eating really unhealthily, if I'm allowing myself to um, not go to the gym or if I'm allowing myself to, you know, need to seek validation in outside sources or if I'm drinking too much, 
or not waking up as early or falling behind on my tasks. I know, you know, uh uh-oh, you know, something's not going right with my mental health. I need to check in with my therapist. I need to hold myself accountable. I need to identify why I'm feeling these things. And I need to start the cycle of those five tasks, those five practical things I mentioned in this episode to start pulling myself out of it again before it gets to be four months in my business that I'm not putting in work, that I'm not serving, that I'm not impacting lives, that I'm not you know, creating impact for my family's goals through income. So I also am going to link a podcast episode that I did on my other podcast all about how I deal with operating a business with somebody with mental health diagnoses. So I talk about, you know, how I set up systems in my business to help deal with, you know, when I am in a depressive episode, how to set up automations and fail safes and ask for help and set up support systems and backups on backups so that, you know, if I do face, you know, something in my mental health, I'm still able to serve my customers, honor my engagements and not see too big of a dip in my business. And so that people on the outside don't really know what's going on on the inside. So again, I'm going to link that podcast episode as well. It's really a good one. Again, if you're somebody that's operating a business with mental health struggles, but I really hope this episode helped give you some tools and practical ideas about how to, again, pull yourself out of a rut, renew your creative energy, and truck through the burnout in your business because especially in a brick and mortar business, burnout can be so real. So you are not alone. I see you, you are important, and you are the right person to be impacting your community in this way and to be doing this work. And I promise you, again, just doing the love notes suggestion is gonna make such a big impact on your everyday and on your business and mental health. All right. Have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back in your feed on Wednesday.